Hey, yo, what's going on, fam? Thank you for liking in again. I know it's been a while, and today is April the 8th. Um, we're a couple of days away from uh, the season second at Classico. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, you know, a decider for La Liga, for so many things actually to come. And it's it's a real test because Madrid just uh, literally hammered Liverpool in, in the Champions League. So they're in form. Uh, our team is in form, although we won by, you know, a last minute goal in the past game against um, Valladolid. Um, it still was uh, an impressive game in terms of intensity and in terms of how we snatched that, that, that you know, that win and the three points. Um, on this episode, I'm going to talk about Coleman because it's been a while since I, I spoke. You know, I, I talked to you guys and and uh, I'd been busy. I'll, you know, a lot of things have been going on, but uh, now I'm back. Um, second thing on my list today is Griezmann once again. Um, you know, mixed feelings and, um, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, the rebirth of Dembele. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but... Um, we're going to get into that as well. Uh, the appointment of, of course, uh, the Senor Laporta, uh, the amazing Laporta who, who you know, uh, did so many great things in his first tenure at the club. And, you know, uh, a bit over 10 years on his back and we truly everyone is looking forward to, you know, what he's up to. Uh, and last but not least, a Classico happening in a couple of days. And uh, once again, it's going to be a season decider. So, so many things to, to talk about. So let's, jump, let's just jump into it. First things first, Komen. Um, to be honest, you know, great coach. I didn't really believe in him because, you know, he's got, he's got character, but he's not the kind of coach that you'd expect to succeed at Barcelona. I mean... Uh, like uh, Luis Enrique, which everyone, you know, thought was um, a great player and whatnot. But uh, as a coach, he failed before, but he still had that character. And you could see that he was he was going to be able to to manage the dressing room. Uh, when Coleman came in, you know, people know him and he's a club legend and whatnot. But nobody truly believed that he could manage the, the team as well as he did. He did. And... I'm the first one to say that I was definitely not, you know, uh, extremely pleased with his appointment. So to my surprise, the guy uh, has surpassed so many, you know, of our expectations. And that's just that's just amazing, actually. And we're grateful for everything he's done, um, giving um, a guy like Pedri his his shot and making him a first team player in, in such a short time. And, you know, thank God he did. Because I remember earlier in the season, I, I posted uh, an episode about my starting 11 or like, you know, my dream starting 11 this season, including Pedri and including Frankie and then obviously Ricky Pooch, which uh, is probably like the downside or the negative, the literal negative note of, of Coleman's tenure. I wish he gave the kid a little bit more playing time. Uh, I know it's not it's not easy. Uh, thank God he didn't give Pjanic uh, more time than he already has. Uh, so that's still like it shows that you know he he's got his um, 
he's already got an idea of what his midfield uh, needs to look like and he did everything he tinkered with the team several times to uh, make sure Busquets still plays because he he knows how the quality of that guy and you know every Kule does uh, we've been watching him for about I don't know 12 13 years now and he's like you know a silent killer Busquets is definitely you know when he plays well the whole team plays well when he plays like crap like the whole team goes to shit so Busquets is that important in this team and in this system and Coleman was smart enough to I mean he was smart enough to include him again uh in his plans and to find the perfect system for him to thrive because you know he's getting all older his he's not um as sharp as he used to be he's not as as quick as he used to be he was never fast but you know his he's lost a little bit of his physicality and Coleman made sure uh, he was surrounded with the right players uh, who would make those runs and who would cover spaces and leave Busquets with um, you know, a little, a little bit more uh, fresher legs and a little bit more time on the ball. And with his vision, his technique, uh, that's all a guy could ask for. So that was brilliant. Uh, the 3 5 2, I didn't believe in it one bit because, you know, I love attacking football and I want my team to go forward as much as they can and whatnot. And a 3 5 2 is usually a 5 3 2 because uh, you know it's it's you can switch back and forth and i was afraid we would you know uh defend more or like try to absorb absorb like the opposition's um you know attacks more and try to play on the counter or whatever uh surprisingly that's not what happened and i couldn't be happier uh, alba has been thriving under this system as well because you know he's got players to cover for him but he could also get that um extra extra touch uh on the front line and how help the attack like he has been for years uh thing is this season he's matured so much and you know i haven't felt him like uh as you know we saw him last season and in the several disasters that we that we've been through in the champions league where he was uh, usually the weak link uh, not this season i mean he's he's looked like he got he's gotten better and better he wasn't he didn't get injured a lot i don't know how that is but he managed to stay healthy up until now which is just amazing because you know he was very he was always injury prone and when you see a guy getting older uh, as he he is um you know you'd expect him to get even more injury prone and he didn't and so that's just you know it's it's beautiful to see it's it means like the guy is not as stupid as we, as we think he is or at least that he's taking care of himself and his body and he's doing exactly what coleman wants him to do so man it's 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 a pleasure to see him perform at this level um that being said that being said uh, on the other side we had uh, serginio dest who did get injured a couple of times i think this season and who didn't really perform as well as many Kool-Aids probably expected them to uh, upon arrival. Thing is, everyone, like, if you if you know Ball, you know that the guy was not going to just adapt right away. He's no Danny Alves. I mean, he's great and everything, but stop thinking, like, we're going to get another Danny Alves because we won't. Uh, he's, a once, he's a generational talent, to be honest. And I use that phrase uh i don't use that phrase loosely so <laughs> so danny alvish is literally the greatest uh right back in in history for me and in the world for many people so 
don't expect that kind of quality but like he came into the team and he managed to to adapt and now he's starting to perform better and better and he's literally thriving like he never did before in this three five two formation so uh once again kudos to Coleman for fighting uh this this way to play uh at the back Minguesa has been sensational i mean his he's not you know i used to watch him uh when he was uh with the b team and pimienta man pimienta has done an insane job an amazing job at making players like Mingueza, who is literally not this good at all like in the past uh he's made him into a monster and you know he lacks you know that uh cold blood in in certain situations and and he's he's you know hot-headed and he's always like there for a tackle and sometimes he makes mistakes but he's young man he's just 21 so give him time in guess is is gonna be like a, a very important element in this whole uh in this whole formation just like araujo who was you know who's always had like you know the physical qualities of a great cb and whatnot but when he came to Barcelona, um, if it wasn't, I, I think if it wasn't for Pimienta, he wouldn't be where he is today. Um, obviously, it's down to his hard work as well. And and, and a lot of people are going to hear a lot about him, I hope, uh, in the future. Because Araujo is, is definitely the kind of CB you want in your team. Uh, besides that, Frankie, uh, probably the best player we've had this season besides Messi, of course. Um, it's usually Messi and Ter Stegen. Uh, we've, you know, we've grown accustomed to this in the past probably couple of seasons. Uh, this year, Ter Stegen is always as good and he saved us so many times. But Frankie, man, Frankie is exactly what many people saw in him in, in Ajax uh, last season. I myself criticized him for some of his performances and for just not taking... Uh, more responsibility within the team probably because it was a toxic environment with the coach with the you know the change of coaches with you know everything the disasters that were going on with the board with the whole energy in the team was off but now that Coleman is there and he's Dutch like himself like himself and he you know he understands him he plays him where he needs to be man Frankie is literally right now he's top three best midfielders in the world for me and there are a lot of great midfielders no disrespect to the Grealish and the De Bruyne's and whatever but watching the Frankie week in week out and I must admit I don't watch the others as much as I watch him obviously uh, so I couldn't but for me like you could I mean it's he's he's just been on all fronts and he's been great on all fronts so um kudos to him for picking it up picking up the ball and just doing what he does best and uh taking on the responsibility at 22 uh to you know be this pillar in the midfield next to Busquets of course um he's been played you know in this 3-5-2 formation he's been playing a lot deeper than he used to he still excels i mean he even played at cb uh when we were like you know when pk and araujo and everyone was injured uh coleman tried him at cb uh, at center back and he was just amazing so bro it's uh it's just a pleasure to see a player like himself reach his his potential and he's still gonna keep growing he's gonna reach his peak at some point and I think we're in for for a lot of treats with him and Pedri 
and well Busquets may not be there in in, in the long run but just these these two are gonna just change things for us hopefully Ricky Pooch will get a shot and, and prove himself worthy of of you know uh, our our trust um Messi I'm not gonna get into it that into that that much uh you know Messi's been doing messy things uh he started off slow when a lot of people uh, wrote him off at the beginning of the season but you know like I said everything like the situation was so toxic the club didn't want to let him go Suarez was gone it was it was it was a mess bro and he was he found himself with another new coach he didn't know what to expect it's just it's too much i don't even know how he handled it but right now his pichichi his his still the best player in the world uh playing with a bunch of youngsters besides you know busquets all the others are kids so um taking this team and mounting this comeback in la liga when we were just eight point, points off just not too long ago a month a month and a half ago and uh winning so many games back to back and uh, even after the thrashing uh, against PSG, which was so heartbreaking, especially for him, uh, especially at home. And but even with all that, like he still manages to to bring the best of the players around him and to be the best and what he does. And man, it's just messy is messy. There is not nothing to say about him. Um, now, let's let's talk about. Well, I was going to talk about Dembele, but let's talk about Griezmann first. Griezmann in that 3-5-2 formation, he was benching. He pay, he benched for probably three games in a row. Uh, he had a great uh, month of January. Uh, I got to hand it to him. He was great in that game against Granada, which, you know, you know what happened. And now we're in the final of the Copa, Copa del Rey. That's all great. That's all great. But um, he's just, he never fit in this team and he will never fit in within this team uh simple as that i'm not gonna get too deep into it because you know his he slows down the play he reminds me a little bit of rakitic uh, of last season and the season before that like he he multiplies those side passes he always chooses the easiest um option sometimes he has moments of brilliance where he scores a goal or provides an assist and People talk about him and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what a player is supposed to do in total football. And since this is total football Barcelona and since total football is what we're about, um, Griezmann is just not that. You want a player who shines all the time, you know, like, you know, when and this is the perfect segue, because when we when Dembele gets the ball, he loses a lot of balls. I got to give you that. And he misses a lot of chances, sometimes easy chances, even against PSG when we were one one up and he could have scored the second and probably the game would have been totally different from that point on. I'll give you that. I but I'll still take a Dembele over Griezmann any day, not because of his goals, not because of his assists. Just because he got balls, man. Like when he takes the ball, when he takes on, you know, he gets a pass from Messi or from Pedri or from Frankie or whatever. He gets the ball. And the first thing in his mind is I got to take on whoever is in my way because I got to move this team forward. I got to move this ball forward. I got to put myself in situations where um, the team is going to be able to score goals and the team is going to be able to, you know, at least create chances. And he takes the ball, he takes on players, he shoots. Sometimes he goes like way, way too wide, but he still tries and he tries again and again and again. 
and he's not that confident imagine if he gained back his confidence of you know the confidence of his youth man like and he's he's getting there like the season is he's getting at a point in a season where it's extremely important to get that confidence and he is uh he, he scored a, like a last minute goal in the past game which gave us the three points and which was so crucial for this season and for how we we're gonna tackle the the, the classical uh he scored so many other brilliant goals he he provided assists he creates chances when the game seems you know too closed up and too you know when they're like uh you know when we we're playing against the bus he takes on the ball and he dribbles and he creates spaces for his teammates for Messi for Griezmann for so many for for Frankie and you see that's the kind of player you want because failure is part of the game man it's like if you've played ball before you know that once you take the ball with uh, what's the ball is at your feet there are two there are always two options you either like can do something good with it and and you can try your best with it or you could just pass it back and wait for someone else to do it and when you take that responsibility to take the ball on and to try to dribble like pass one two three and make a pass or make or take a shot whatever it makes the opposition doubt themselves it makes it scares the opposition for one because there's literally no defender in this on this planet who isn't afraid when when Dembele has the ball I can tell you that like he you know you don't know what he's gonna do he's just that good and he's he's crazy too and that's that's a good thing about him um he takes on the ball he's not Messi who always whenever he dribbles he gets past you and he does something with it he's not at that level he will probably never be at that level but once again who is at that level you know what I mean his decision making is flawed his his you know his shooting is flawed but at least when he gets the ball you know something is going to happen and you see it around around him you see the players around when he gets the ball Messi always makes a run when Dembus gets Dembele gets the ball because he knows he's going to do something and maybe like i don't know three times out of ten four times out of ten maybe even five times out of ten he misses or he does something you know which doesn't make sense uh but the other five times he does something that's gonna you know push the team forward and it's that's exactly what you want from your player to get to have the balls to take on defenders and to just keep on going like minute after minute every time he gets the ball i know his decision making is flawed and he is gonna work on it because i'm sure um coleman knows it and he talks to him about it and he's getting actually like so much better within you know with time so man um Dembele for me is uh, a key player has been a key player for us this season way more than Griezmann has ever been in Barcelona way more than so many other great players who came to Barcelona and who, who who ended up going back because they couldn't keep up and he did and despite the first two seasons where he was all injured all the time and he was just not professional enough let's say it um this season he's 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 doing his best to get back to what he's good at and i truly truly hope i mean with this kind of player you never know because they're too they're just too uh disturbed they're just too crazy to for you to you know say for sure that they're gonna reach their full potential i hope this is not another balotelli story Uh, i hope this is not another umtiti story you know what i mean where like you reach your peak and then you start 
I don't know, doing shit that that doesn't make sense and that hurts your career. A little bit like a lot of Brazilians, Rubinho, uh, Ronaldinho himself. I mean, he did reach his peak and he stayed up there for a few seasons, but he could have gone like so much further and he didn't. And I hope Dembus doesn't make that same mistake because it would be tragic for for football. I mean, his his for me, he's the best player of of his generation. Um, Haaland is a little bit younger, so it's practically not the same and i still have them belly instead of holland because i mean when a player is has got that magic touch and the way he you know he dribbles past players and the things he does in a game that's what i go to the, the to, to football stadiums to watch that's why i pay for you know my subscription to watch uh, football week in week out i don't want to see just goals i don't care about uh, you know poachers uh, I don't I don't give a shit about that I want Dembele's I want Neymar's despite his everything about him he's an insane player on the ball uh, I want Iniesta you know he doesn't have the best stats in in football but he's, but he's still considered one of the best uh, all-time best midfielders in the world despite you know not having the best statistics not having the best assists not having the best goals Football is not about stats. Football is about what you do with the ball and the magic you have on the ball. And that's what Dembele has. And that's what not so many players have. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I've always been. And I've, I've made like an episode uh, a few months ago, probably a few years ago, about Dembele or, or, or Mbappe. And because they're the same generation, they're friends, they play for France uh, together. For me, I'll take Dembele any day uh, in terms of talent and I'll take Mbappe any day in terms of hard work and professionalism. And um, because Mbappe is a monster, he's a goal machine, he will score goals, he's got a great technique, he's, he's an all-around great player, amazing player. But Dembele, Dembele is not just great and amazing, he's got that magic touch. Uh, that magic magic touch that not many players have that the Messi's have and uh, you know I wouldn't even say Ronaldo because Ronaldo is more like Kylian Mbappe so yeah I mean it's it's all about the sensitivity that you have towards uh, certain types of styles of play I mean there are people who just uh, love you know players who go at it from the, the get-go until the last minute like uh, Wayne Rooney you know uh, he was he was that kind of player he's just a monster like uh, Luis Suarez he's insane you know he he does things that you wouldn't think uh, even possible and but those are great players but for me I'll, I'll take magic magic is is uh, the, the magic that Dembele has at his feet is just insane and I could watch him all day anyway enough about Dembele uh, let's jump into the fourth point um so la porta uh welcome back to to your club to your home um i couldn't be happier about his appointment i mean the other uh two guys were just well they were not ready let's say la porta as crazy as he is and i was talking about magic la porta is magic he was he's probably not you know uh, he's probably insane and he's got a lifestyle that's like just crazy it's just not conventional to say the least but i don't give a shit about that i just want a president who you know uh who makes you know when who's when he's in the stands you know something is gonna go down because he's he's there he's you know he know 
he's got that persona he's got that character he's got that that x factor that makes him um you know a very charismatic and very powerful guy and you know uh when he got appointed trust me madrid knew something uh, some things would change uh this is not the barcelona of bartomeu and rossell these sons of bitches um i'm sorry but i gotta say it um this is a different monster now we got laporta you know the players know that they got someone who's got their back they know that there is a, a true leader at, at the head of the club uh everyone knows that now they're working for a purpose and that things are actually going to get better from here on out and um i look forward to 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 everything that he's going to put in place in the next few years um it's too bad and it's too sad that he that it took so long for him to come back because we're unfortunately uh you know those are like the last few years of Messi's career uh those are the last few years of PK's career uh, of Busquets of you know those so many great players really great players are uh, reaching the end of the road and it's unfortunate because we could have won so much and I saw this stat the other day and it truly shocked me um we've only won the Champions League once in the past 10 years that's a, that's that's horrendous bro that's that's horrendous especially when you have madrid who won it three times and you have you know bayern who won it a couple of times and you know what i mean it's it's just it's horrendous when you have the best player uh the world has ever seen in your team and we had a decent team you know um but we still managed to get humiliated humiliated like again and again and again and nothing changed like after each and every humiliation in europe i mean uh after roma the half of the team should have left you know what i mean the half, the coach should have left everything nothing changed and you see that's that's bad management and i don't even know how messi stayed this long because man it's been it's been it's been a wild proud man it's like the past 10 years we won a lot of ligas and i personally value la liga more than the champions league because you know it takes a lot of consistency and it takes a lot of hard work uh the champions league is sometimes you know it's like a a coin toss it's like some games like you play well others if you play less and the other the other team plays better then you get knocked out and it's over in la liga you know you got to be consistent the whole season so obviously personally i believe uh, la liga is harder to win than the champions league and the champions league uh is obviously talented but there's a little a little bit of luck in there too and probably like a lot of luck anyway that's another debate anyhow um yeah the past 10 years have been horrendous in terms of you know european f football but i'm glad uh laporta is back uh i'm glad we are where we are today with this uh young team that we have that messi is in a good place i truly hope uh he gets you know he renews and stays with us for a little bit more probably a couple of seasons three seasons and um yeah it's i just couldn't be happier about laporta getting back and i look forward to to uh, this summer's transfer window which i'm going to talk about in the next episode Last but not least, El Clasico uh, happening in a couple of days now. Um, you know, uh, Clasico weeks are usually very special. I've been, you know, reading and 
and debating with you know uh, soccer heads football heads uh all week about it about who's gonna start who's not gonna start how madrid are doing uh you know in terms of how, how they performed in in the champions league against liverpool how they literally shut them down and and you know they ran with it um benzema is in top top form this season and he has been for a few years now but he just he's he's shining uh so bright this season uh with madrid so man is an amazing player and one of those players that would go down as one of the most underrated strikers probably in in the world um Madrid has found, you know, some newfound youth, let's call it, in the midfield with all, you know, uh, veterans like Modric, like Cruz, and uh, to a lesser extent, Casemiro. Uh, this this midfield trio, say what you may, but they're just uh, two amazing, uh, the three of them, and they click so well. And they're probably one of the only reasons uh, Zidane is still coaching Madrid because uh watching this their games in la liga man there's there's nothing to to be excited about they they're really a boring team i mean uh but they still managed to be like they're right behind us uh, a couple of points pro i think behind us in la liga and they're they're still advancing in the champions league and they'll probably make it to the final so man yeah uh it's 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 gonna be a very very contested classico that's for sure because uh, we need the win and Madrid needs it as well but we need it we need it more because they're still in Europe and obviously there's still going to be more to play to be played for afterwards the best result for Atleti is a, is is a draw obviously but i think uh, our team will go all in to win it and i personally believe for the first time in probably a couple of seasons i personally believe that we are going to win this one because uh we've just shown uh you know this hunger and and in a very t great form in in la liga lately and i don't think messi will let this one slip so um yeah i think we're in for a treat this weekend um i don't know how to feel about griezmann but if i were coman i would definitely not start him uh, give Martin Braithwaite uh, a shot. He's definitely like you see him as soon as, he's, as he comes on, and you know uh, Messi is on, you know, right behind him, and uh, Dembele is playing around him. You can see that Messi enjoys playing uh, a lot more with with Braithwaite than he does with Griezmann because Braithwaite is just a pure striker, and Messi is used to that, and he played with Suarez for so many seasons and that that you know he he misses that kind of connection where like sometimes you just take one touch and it creates a whole new opportunity for a scoring opportunity and that's missing with Griezmann and that's something that we saw a lot with Braithwaite I'm not saying Braithwaite is better than Griezmann or anything I'm just saying for this system for this kind of game you need a guy who will fix the defenders of the opposition and Madrid has great defenders they have a great goalkeeper. You need Braithwaite to be up top and to just may be making run after run and to be, you know, asking for the ball and to be, <coughs> excuse me, and to be there for for Messi to use him as a as a pivot. And so let's let's see how that goes. I'm sure Griezmann will start. Unfortunately, unless Coman, you know, uh, overhauls the whole start in eleven. But I truly look forward to it and. Uh, let's go for a win.
anyway um thank you guys for locking in again i really enjoyed recording this episode and there was a lot to talk about uh i look forward to to hearing back from you and to hearing uh simply from you uh on, on social media uh and until next time peace out